Well, who is Jesus? Uh, there are so many versions of Jesus out there. So there's the hippie Jesus. There's the partying Jesus. There's the wouldn't hurt a fly Jesus. And then there's, of course, the alpha male masculine Jesus. It seems you can have whatever version of Jesus you want. Like going to the shop and choosing your, you know, what flavour of ice cream you're going to have. You get to choose which Jesus you get to believe in. Which, of course, is ridiculous. Uh, Jesus is who he is. You know, you can want him to be whoever you want him to be, but it doesn't change who he actually is. We're working our way through Paul's letter to the Colossians. And Paul wrote this letter to put a fire in the belly of the Colossians about Jesus so that they would continue with their faith in him as their God. And in the verses that we're up to this morning, Paul reminds them of who Jesus is. Because in the end, just knowing who he is, that is the greatest encouragement to continue with your faith in him. And in a nutshell, Paul wants the Colossians and us to know who Jesus is. He's the Lord. He is the all-powerful, all-loving, supreme Lord of all. And it is such good news. It means that we can know God. We can be friends with God. We can have lives of meaning and significance. We can be sure of eternal life. These verses are meant to excite us so that we'll continue with Christ as our Lord. So let's have a look. Paul spells out Jesus being Lord in two main ways. The first is that he is the firstborn over all creation. The second is that Jesus is also the firstborn from among the dead. And Jesus being the firstborn over these two things shows us that he is the Lord of everything. We'll look at each in turn. First up, Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. So let's pick it up now in chapter 1, verse 15. And speaking about Jesus, we read these words. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now, the idea of being firstborn is simply the idea of being the head. Uh, It's to be the heir. It's to be the one in charge. To be the firstborn is to be the one who rules. And here we're told Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. In other words, he rules over the entire universe. And why does he rule over it all? Because he made it all. He made all things. Verse 16. For by him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. It is so hard to overstate these verses. The planet we live on has got a diameter of 12,500 kilometres. Its core is at about 5,500 degrees Celsius. The sheer size and physics of our planet, they are astounding. And the Lord Jesus made it. Like you and I make Lego. All the stars, all the planets, all the comets, all the asteroids, all the black holes and the dark matter and whatever else is going on out there in the universe, Christ made it all. All the microscopic organisms, every tiny atom, anything that's smaller than an atom, Christ made it all. 
all powers, rulers or authorities, all spiritual forces and spiritual beings, all things visible and invisible, seen or unseen, all things were created by him. And so, of course, he rules it all. He made it all. When I was in year eight, I did woodwork in school. One of our projects was to make a coffee mug tree. So it's pretty simple. You've just got a, a, a central piece of wood that sits on a base and then there's branches sticking out for the mugs to hang on. It was meant to look something like this. I was so hopeless, so slow. All I got done was the central piece of wood on the base. Okay? The world's worst coffee mug tree because no coffee mugs <laughs> could go on it. And so when it came time to collecting our work, you know, okay, boys, girls, you can take your gear home. I didn't have to make sure that no one pinched mine. (laughs) No one wanted mine. Oh, look, that one must be Alan's. Looks like his handiwork. Now, as useless as it was, it was mine. I made it. I was in charge of it. I owned it. I could do with it as I liked. And so I took it home and gave it to the one person who would appreciate it, of course, my mum. To this day, she still owns it, and she reckons it is the best paper towel holder that there is. (laughs) Point being, I made it, I owned it, I was in charge of it. The Lord Jesus made everything, so he owns everything. He's in charge of it. He rules over all things. He's the firstborn over all creation. But not only did he make all things, he made it all for himself. End of verse 16 again. All things were created by him and for him. The purpose of our lives, the meaning of our existence, the reason this universe is even here is for the Lord Jesus. He made us for himself. Which means the best way for us to live is to live for Christ because that's why we were made. Living for the Lord Jesus, it's what we were made for. So imagine trying to stir fry some veggies. You know, you've got your fry pan all nice and hot. You've chopped up your veggies, you've thrown them in. But in order to stir them around, you go to the garage and reach for the shovel. Well, you know when you buy something like a microwave and it comes with a warranty, but there's always a disclaimer... You know, it's under warranty only as long as it's used according to the manufacturer's instructions. So if you decide to use your microwave in, I don't know, a science experiment, you're going to drop it out of a three-storey building, probably not going to be replaced under warranty. When you don't use something according to how it was made, it doesn't work. Friends, we were made by Christ for Christ. And so living for him, it works. And we know this, don't we? We know that living for Jesus works. We love him. We trust him as our Lord. And when we love others like he's loved us, when we're patient with others when, the way he's been patient with us, when we forgive others the way that he's forgiven us, and especially when we're doing this all together, it works. It is good to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we also know that not living for Christ, running our lives our own way, we know that that doesn't work. Like grabbing the shovel to stir fry your veggies. Because when instead of being patient, we're short with one another. 
when instead of being considerate, we just try and get our own way by running over the top of people. When we just lash out in our frustrations. When we live for ourselves, we know. It stinks. It doesn't work. We hurt others. It gets messy. I'm sick of my sinful nature. I'm sick of my sinful self rising up, trying to take over. Aren't you? We want someone else to be in charge of our lives. We want someone to be able to shine a light in our darkness so that we can see. We want someone who actually knows how we're meant to live. And the great news of these verses is that he's here. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know him. The firstborn over all creation. Of course we'll continue with him as our Lord. Of course we will. But Christ isn't just Lord because he's the firstborn over all creation. He's also the firstborn from among the dead. In other words, he rules over the dead. He's the heir. He is the owner. He is the ruler of life beyond the grave. Verse 18 now, verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Even when you die, you can't escape God's rule. You can't escape the rule of the Lord Jesus Christ because he rules the dead. He's the ruler of life beyond the grave. He reigns supreme in this age and in the age to come. Alive or dead, we can't escape Christ's rule. Year 8 was a pretty embarrassing year for me, quite um, obviously, because also when I was in year 8, I went to a school disco. I have no idea... Why I went to the disco? I hate dancing. My wife loves it. I hate it. I do not know why I went. But anyway, there I was at the school disco. And the whole time, all I wanted to do was to escape having to dance. So I spent almost the entire night in the school toilets. I wasn't doing drugs. I was just trying to escape the dancing. Well, I might have been able to escape the dancing at the disco. We can't escape the rule of the Lord Jesus Christ, whether in this life or the next, this age or the next, alive or dead, Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, the reason Jesus is firstborn over all creation is because he made all things here. The reason why Jesus is the firstborn from among the dead is because he reconciles all things. So look at it there in verse 19. We've just been told that Christ is the firstborn from among the dead because, verse 19, for... God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Why is Christ the ruler of life beyond the grave? Because he's the one who reconciles everything back to God. He's the one who makes life beyond the grave even a possibility. So Jesus made everything. But because of our sin, everything is now out of step with God. Humanity, we've made ourselves God's enemies because of our sin. But even creation itself is out of whack. Our world isn't meant to have trouble and chaos around every corner. Everything is out of step with God. However... Jesus reconciles everything back to God. 
by his death, he restores everything back to God, whether it's people who are reconciled to God as they turn to Christ for forgiveness, or if it's the creation itself that's reconciled back to God, since Christ will be the one to restore it in perfection in the new creation, Christ reconciles everything back to God by his death and resurrection from the dead. That's why he is the king of the entire reconciled new creation to come. This is why he's the firstborn from among the dead. I know a fellow who restores old cars. Uh, They can be these clapped out, abandoned, unwanted rust buckets that no one else wants. Uh, A little bit like this one. Way beyond the point of driving them. They're unusable. And this fellow, he he buys these cars and he takes them in and he restores them. He fixes the engine. He strips back the paint. He replaces the seat covers, puts on new tyres, sorts out the gearbox, repaints it, and he brings it back to mint condition. And so this car, restored and renewed, it's all his work, all to his credit. He's the one that took it from the scrap heap, brought it back to life. And so it's his, his to own, his to be in charge of, his to enjoy. That's the Lord Jesus and this broken world. By his death, he's the one who has restored and renewed us so that we can have eternal life. He's the one who will restore even the entire creation so that there'll even be a place for us to enjoy eternal life. He'll bring in the renewed, perfected universe. He's the one who reconciles all things back to God and it's all his work. By his death and resurrection. So it's all to his credit. All his. His to own. His to be in charge of. His to rule over. His to enjoy. His to share. He's the firstborn from among the dead. Getting the picture in all of this? It's hard not to, isn't it? Jesus Christ is Lord. (laughs) Firstborn over all creation, rules over the entire universe, and he's the firstborn from among the dead. And so he rules over this world and the next, this life and the next, in absolutely everything and in every way. For all eternity, Jesus Christ reigns supreme over all things. There's plenty of mountains, tall mountains on the earth. There's Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Fuji, the Matterhorn, of course, Mugger Hill. But of all of them, there's only one that reigns supreme, isn't there? Mount Everest, the tallest mountain above sea level on our planet. No question. Jesus Christ, Lord of all. No question. And it is such great news. Because it means that the person who is truly in charge of everything is also the most generous person of all. These verses speak to us of the one who has all authority, who died for us to be reconciled to God. Try and get your mind around that. The Lord of all came and he died. To reconcile us back to God, the Father. Powerful, important people, they usually have the plebs do things for them, not the other way around. The Indonesian president was in Australia this week. I don't know whether you caught a glimpse of it, but when his car pulled up to Parliament House, someone else opened his door for him. 
Other people got him his food and his drink. I'm not having a go at him. I'm just saying that in this world, powerful people, they have others do things for them. That's just normal. It's what we're used to. Not with Christ. He's the most powerful, the most important person of all. And he came to do something for us and it wasn't open your car door. He came to die for us. To pay for our sins. To reconcile us to God the Father. The Lord died. There's our reason to trust in Jesus as our Lord. There's no one more powerful, no one with more authority than he has, and there is no one more generous, no one who loves you more than he does. Of course we trust him as our Lord. But friends, we do need to be clear, don't we? If you're here this morning and you don't yet acknowledge Jesus as your Lord, if you don't yet trust in Christ well, then you are not reconciled to God the Father. The only way to become friends with God is through the Lord Jesus. And so should you remain in your rejection of Christ as your Lord, if you insist on being in charge of your own life, well, then when you die, you will face the Lord Jesus Christ. But instead of being reconciled to God the father you'll be presented to him as his enemy and so you will have to pay for your own sins you'll face God's fury and there'll be no escape but it doesn't have to be like that right here and now this morning hear the good news Jesus Christ is Lord and he has the power and the authority to forgive you of all your sins. He has already died to make it possible. The most powerful, the most generous person of all. And when you trust in him as your Lord, he reconciles you to God the Father. You can walk out of this room and know for certain that when you die, you will have eternal life. But more than that, you can walk out of this room with a brand new life to live. A life filled with meaning and purpose because Jesus Christ is Lord of all and so there is nothing more significant that you could do with your life than live for him. If you met some new people over morning tea this morning, you know, you'd never seen them before, so of course you went and said hello because you wanted to make them feel welcome and so you're talking to one lady and you find out that her name's Mika. And she actually works for the WHO, the World Health Organization, and she's part of a team working on containing and fighting the coronavirus. Mika, you find out, she's working on finding a cure. She introduces you to her colleague, Stefan. He's part of the humanitarian aid team. And then, look, this is Lisa. She's part of the team providing advice to the world governments. Now, meeting Mika... Stefan and Lisa. It'd be impressive, wouldn't it? Maybe a little intimidating. You know, hard not to be impressed by what they're doing. Working for the WHO for crying out loud. It's not a bad little addition to your resume. Yeah, it's not bad. 
but it's easy to beat for many of us here. Because lots of us know and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You can keep the WHO. Our boss, our Lord, he rules the world and the universe and the world to come. And so as we serve him, there's literally nothing more significant that you could be doing with your life. Helping children in kids' church to come to know who Jesus is. Cleaning our church building so that during the week people can pour into here and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Inviting your neighbour to come along with you to Christianity Explored. Helping people from church who are weary in their faith and you're encouraging them to keep their trust in Jesus. Giving your money to missionaries so people in other places can hear of Christ. Spending time in prayer, asking God to advance his kingdom over the earth. Anything and everything done in the service of Christ. It is what life is all about because Jesus Christ is Lord. Firstborn over all creation. Firstborn from among the dead. Brothers and sisters in Christ, God is wanting us to be filled with wonder. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Look at him and see him for who he really is. See him in his brilliant majesty. See him on the throne in heaven, far above all rule and authority. See him with the scars in his hands and in his feet. See him in his boundless power and his love. See him for who he really is. And so, brothers and sisters, gladly and joyfully, continually Fall at his feet and worship your Lord, your wonderful Lord and God. Trust in him as your God and Saviour, living for him in everything and in every way. Let's together continue with Christ as our Lord and God because it's who he is. It's who he is. We pray. Heavenly Father, pleased by your spirit, give us such clarity and conviction in knowing who your son is, that he would be our delight. Help us to appreciate the wonder that we have been made into your very people through him. And so, Father, we pray that in everything and in every way, we would honour and serve Jesus Christ as our Lord. And we ask this for his glory, for his name's sake, and Father, in nothing less than his name. Amen.